0: Hi, I'm Pastor Greg Poe, and this is Pastor Deborah Poe. Pastor Deborah Poe is about to give you a word, closing out our Art of War series that I believe is going to blow your mind. I think I think she can tell us a little bit about what that's gonna look like. Well, as we know, anytime we enter war, there is a defeated foe for the Christian. That is the devil, and God wants us to resist him at all costs. So. If you stay tuned, you're going to see just how God plans for us to resist the devil and come out on top. Hey, man, let's look at this message. I'm so excited about what God wants to share this morning, so I just want you to join hands and let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord God, for the power of your word. Oh, my God, your word is so good to us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the Holy Spirit being present on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord God, for what you desire to download on the inside of us, what you uh, want to highlight and illuminate. Thank you, Lord God, that you continuously build us up for the journey that we are traveling. And, Father, we just thank you that you have already made us victorious. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we... uh, Open our hearts to understand exactly where we are and how you see us. Help us to perceive and know what you know and what you see. And, Father, we just give you the praise and the honor for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, why don't you hug a couple of people, and you may be seated. Well, you know, uh, a lot of times we have a little break between our series, uh, from going from one series to another series, and uh, praise God. Do I see Deacon Charles? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Some of you are like, so why are we saying yay? Uh, uh, for those of you who are on Facebook and you're Facebook friends with him, you he had surgery and suffered a stroke but look at him now listen and I'm saying that because that was that was last week that wasn't months ago that was last week and he's in here praise God hallelujah such a good God such a good God faithful is our Lord amen uh, but yes, and so we, we sometimes take a little break in between before we go on to the next series however, this also gives us an opportunity to kind of uh, pull some things together and uh, Today, I believe that God wants to give us another part concerning uh, us in spiritual warfare and uh, so we're going to talk about you know another side of it let's put it that way so i want you to turn in your bibles to the book of james james chapter 4 and we're going to start at verse 7 james chapter 4 and verse 7 because we've talked about us submitting to god and hearing what god has to say and you know having the proper perspective Uh, and of course i want to even go through and remind you of some of the things that we recently said concerning us in um waging war But this is what it says, and uh, if you'll pull up the New Living Translation, I want to look at that. New Living Translation, James chapter 4, and verse 7. And it reads So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How many of you know the enemy is the devil? And so, though we submit ourselves to God, there's another part. Look at somebody say, There's another part. The other part, he says, "You have to resist the devil. You have to resist, you submit, and you have to resist the devil." <laughs> this type of language is a, a, a kind of a warfare language, because it's honestly talking about as we submit, like as a good soldier puts himself in complete subjection to his captain. Himself. That's that's how we humble ourselves. No pride, no, you know, trying to do things on our own. But then he says resist. And when he says resist, he means stand bravely against. Stand bravely against your enemy. Some Christians, you know, I love God. He loves me. Uh, I want to say we are a happy family. But (laughs) I'm just saying, but then they don't resist the devil. Amen? So let's look at 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, and we're going to start at um, verse 8, and we're going to look at that in the Passion Translation. And in the Passion Translation in verse 8, he says, Be well balanced and always alert, because your enemy, the devil... There it is again. The devil roams around, in, roams around insistently like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles you endure. So he's telling us you're going to have to resist the devil, and it's not just a little, just leave me alone. But he says, no, you're going to have to exert some effort in resisting him. You can't be just like, you know what, if I, if I don't think about it, then it'll all go away. He says, no, no, you're going to have to resist, intentionally resist. And then he reminds us, he says, listen, you're not all by yourself. Your brothers and sisters are going through some of the same stuff that you're going through. So wherever you are, whatever thing you may be resisting at this time, understand there's someone else in the family doing the same thing. And in doing so, why don't you take a moment and pray for them? Because you now can feel where they are. You right right now can actually send up an earnest prayer because I know what it's like. So I can fervently pray and you don't have to know their names. You don't have to go around saying, let me just find all the people who's having challenges in their marriage. No, when you get ready to pray for yourself again, how about you start praying for people who are suffering or going through the same thing? And watch God start to strengthen you because you care about somebody else. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Remember Uh, Pastor Brian said a couple of weeks ago that God is going to give us uncommon strategy for the challenges that we face. So it's not going to be the same old, same old. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember, we're supposed to change our perspective. We need to see it in a different angle. That's saying it a different way. Instead of me praying for myself today, how about I step out and pray for someone who's in the same position because I can really pray for them. Yes. Hey, glory to God. I'm just reminding you all of some things. Remember he said you're going to have to go through this to get to And for those of y'all who don't know what that means, you need to get the message because it's a whole message and I don't have time to tell you how to go through to get to, but you're gonna have to do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. And in your doing so, you're gonna to have to learn how to resist the devil. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Also, just reminding you, just some reminders, because we at the end of it, he says you're gonna to have to change your perspective, and that involves getting a new way of thinking. Yes. Yes. If you don't change your perspective, your viewpoint. Because from the point, the the place you're looking from hasn't gotten you where you needed to be, so you need to get another perspective. You know, like you stand on that side of the room, it looks one way, but if you stand right here, it looks another way. It looks totally different. So if you're not winning from that corner, I suggest you move. (laughs) Just saying, just saying, if you get a, look at somebody say, get another perspective. Hallelujah. Best perspective is God's perspective, of course. So let us look at uh, Judges. Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Um, hallelujah. We're going to look at that in the New King James. Judges chapter 6. And this is account of uh, Gideon. Gideon. Um, God has come to him. You can go to, let's, let's start at verse 12. Uh, Gideon uh, uh, is under duress. As a matter of fact, all the citizens are under duress because of the Midianites. Every time they grow something, they come down and they take it away from them. So Gideon is, you know, hiding out, trying to get some food, okay? And so uh, an angel appears before him in, in verse 12. He says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Okay, I want you to take note. He says, the Lord is with you. Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Ooh, does that sound familiar? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us, perspective, and now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Oh, my God. You know, I heard this person's testimony about how God brought them through. Same situation. But why is it that I'm here? What God, where are you? Or when, God, when. (laughs) But where is God? So here it is, Gideon. It's like, you know, I I heard about all that good stuff. But from my perspective, God, it's hard to have faith when I'm under such duress and under such Stress. God, from this perspective, it's hard for me to reconcile you being with me and what's actually happening to me. But God has said, I'm with you. Remember, that's that's what he says. Oh, mighty man of valor, I'm with you. He says, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours. What? Wait, what? Go in this, go in this might of mine. Okay, then Gideon says, let me get you straight here, God. He says, go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Have I not sent you? So he said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. So listen, he's got his perspective. He's trying to get his perspective to change. He says, first he shows up and says, I'm with you. Then he says, have I not sent you? What we don't understand is when God is with us and he says, I've sent you, that means I've already equipped you to do whatever it is. I've already equipped you. By the mere fact that I gave you the assignment means that whatever you need, you can carry it out. You gotta get a different perspective sometimes in order for you to move forward in what God wants you to do. So um, we know this account. Many of us know the account where, you know, Gideon says, oh, okay, I'm going to go. But, you know, uh, God, you know, make the grass wet. And, you know, he did his fleece and stuff. Now, listen, we don't do fleecing. We don't do fleecing under grace because you got to realize that Gideon did not have the holy spirit on the inside of him. So we 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 move according to what the spirit of the lord is saying on the inside of us. He makes a confirmation on the inside of us. That's why that's why no one should convince you to do something that God is telling you to do. You got to get the confirmation from the inside of you. And the reason I say that because when you're challenged and you're going to be when you make the decision that I'm going to do what God says to do and I'm going to resist the devil, you got to understand challenges are going to come and you got to go back to the place where it was in your heart, not somebody said so. Because you have to run back to that person to get more encouragement. When God wants you not to go back to a person and get encouragement, but go back to your heart where you first found peace and strength and then move forward concerning that. Amen. <laughs> Praise God! So look at somebody and say the confirmation is to be in your heart. Confirmation to be in your heart. So uh, so Gideon does his fleece and then he he's 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 good with that up to that point. So he calls all the men together and we're gonna go down and we're gonna we're gonna uh, fight the uh, Midianites. And so in chapter seven, let's go there. Chapter seven, verse two. It says, and the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Remembering all that we're doing and all that we're learning concerning spiritual warfare, it's got to be where God gets the glory. Amen. It's got to be an event where you can't say it was me who did it. Because God is looking for the glory in the story. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. lest least Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hands uh, has saved me. Now therefore proclaim the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart once from Mount Gil- uh, Gilad. Gilead, and the 22,000 of the people, and 22,000, and 22,000, and 22,000. I mean, you know, you expect for some people to leave, but 22,000, that's a big number. I don't care how many it is. And 22,000 of the people returned, and 10,000 remain. I'm sure Gideon's not going, ooh, yay. But he just said all the fearful. Y'all just go. But the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Bring them down to the water and I will test them for you. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you. The same shall go with you. And of whomever I say to this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps from the water with his tongue, as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth was 300 men. I know Gideon probably was looking like, (laughs) no, don't get on your knees. Don't get on your knees. Don't get on. But now you got 300. Hallelujah. (laughs) Then the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. So the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands, and he sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, and retained those 300 men. Now the cap cap, of Midian was below him in the valley. And it happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. So God already knew what he was going to do. He already knew the crowd that should be with him or the people who should be backing him. And so although it may not have looked perception, looked like it, because I can't remember how many it was. It was over 100,000 people they were going to go fight. Now you got 300. And God is saying, go with, go, go in, go in your might. Go, go, go in your might. But what he's saying is, I have equipped you to do whatever is necessary. Don't be fearful of what you see. Don't be fearful of what you see. So he gave him the power when he gave him the assignment. Amen? Amen. Let's look at Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. And let's look at verse 10, because this is what Paul writes to the Ephesians. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Because if you go in your own might, you're not going to make it. But if you go in my might, if you understand, I'm going to give you the strength. I'm going to give you the wisdom. I'm going to give you the encouragement. I'm going to be the one who is there to support you in what I'm sending you to or what you are in, he says, then you won't get weary. But understand, you still going to have to resist. Look at somebody and say, resist. resist. Because how many of you know we can, we can, God can tell us to do something and we can be clapping our hands and saying, yay, this is, this is so wonderful. And then when the challenge comes, all of a sudden sometimes what we say is, this must not have been the assignment. And that's when we have to ask God to give us a different perspective. Amen. Because I know what you said, so I must be seeing something wrong. Help me to see what you see. Help me to see what you see, God. Not, not what, I'm, what I'm physically seeing, but help me to see spiritually what you see. Hallelujah. And I believe Pastor Brian says that sometimes the process doesn't look like progress. Just throwing those things back out to you. Amen. Let's look at John Let's look at John chapter 20, verse 21. Well, let's go back up to verse 19. And it says in the New King James, Then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. You know what? When you're going through something or when you are fearful or anxious, Jesus here physically showed them his hands to to show that I did what I said I was going to do that I've already won the victory, that I have accomplished everything that God sent me here to accomplish. What you need to do or what we need to do is start reflecting on what Jesus has done. Are you all following me? You start to reflect, not on, on where you are, you start to reflect on the person who's gained the victory for you. Sometimes we start looking within ourselves when in actuality we need to be looking at Jesus Christ and gazing at him and saying, you know what, you did die on the cross. You did, you did get up from the grave. You said that when you, when you took those stripes, you said, by your stripes, I am healed. You did do that, Jesus. You got up and proved that what you did actually did happen. So we took our focus off of ourselves and gained another perspective through Jesus Christ. Yes. Glory to God. I don't know about you. This excites me because it takes, it takes it's, it's designed to take the pressure off of you. And you start declaring to yourself who God is. God, you know what? You are great. God, you are mighty. There ain't nobody stronger than you. There's nobody bigger than you. No, no one greater than you. I thank you that you are on my side. Thank you that I'm a part of the family. You engrafted me in. I have the same rights and privileges as everyone else in the body of Christ. I thank you, Lord God. If they overcame, then I can overcome. I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. (laughs) And then you began to bless the Lord. Do you always feel like it? No. But if you're going to resist the devil, you better resist him because he won't ease up on you just because you decided you didn't want to think about it. Because he'll come trotting right across your thoughts in the middle of you having fun. You could be out on the beach. I'm just going to get away. I'm just going to get away. And on every wave, Satan be coming back, say, you know you got that bill, dude. You know your child is acting crazy. You know what they're going to do. Every way. And in between the ways you're trying to pretend you don't. Listen, you better open up your mouth and say something to him. He said, resist the devil, not in your own strength. It's not in your own might. That's what he was telling Gideon. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He says, peace be with you. When he has said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. He he said, the Father sent me and equipped me. Now I'm going to send you, and I'm going to equip you. And the next thing he did is he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. So God says, I have equipped you. Hallelujah. You've got to understand who lives on the inside of you. Holy Ghost lives on the inside of us. He said, I'm going to be your helper. I'm going to be your helper. I'm going to show you some things. Listen to what I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power that was hovering over the waters as God said, Let there be. And you know, sometimes we can say that so much that we don't even think about the significance of it. But when you are in spiritual warfare, you better think about the significance of it. You have to resist the devil not in our own might, but in the things that God has placed on the inside of us. That's how we resist him. So he says that the Holy Spirit was breathed upon them. Amen? Amen. Let's look at Acts. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. See, the disciples knew that Any victory that they obtained had nothing to do with what was going on with them. So here it is. Um, There's a man asking for healing. And this is what Peter says. It says, then Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, have, but what I do have. But what I do have. But what I do have. See, sometimes we try to get something else, but what do you have already? You know, we figure a new thing show up. I need a, I need a new weapon. God says, no, what do you have? The fact that whatever showed up, the challenges showed up, remember the Bible says nothing shows up unless you are already prepared to handle it. So we run out trying to find something else, somebody else, all kinds of stuff, and he says, what do you have? So Peter said, you know, I don't have what you are asking for, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you. And what I do have is able to take care of the situation. Look at somebody and say, what you have will give you the ability to handle every situation. You may not feel like it, but that's an emotion. It may look like it. But that's still in the motion. That's still dealing with our physical senses. And we got to get over that if we're gonna win and resist. So Peter says to him, He says, Such as I have, I'll give you that. He says, In the name of Jesus. How many of you know? You heard it, you say it. At the name of Jesus, what happens? At the name of Jesus, y'all don't know what happened. No wonder you ain't winning. At the name of Jesus, everything shall bow. Glory to God. At the name of, sometimes the only thing you can remember is Jesus. Look at somebody say, use what you have. We just keep wanting something else. And look, God, this look like it's new. Let me, let me get something else. Let me go get me some more word. Okay, maybe I need to look it up in the Greek, in the Hebrew. Maybe I need to look it up in the Arabic. Maybe I need to call 10 apostles. Maybe I need to... Amen. <laughs> Amen. Just look at somebody say, just a reminder. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then Peter said... Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Listen, listen. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. All the people saw. That's important. Because God wants the glory. So all the people need to see. Hallelujah. When God brings you through, it won't be a secret. It won't be a secret. It won't be a secret. secret. It'll be it will be seen. It won't be a secret. Look at somebody say it, it won't be a secret. Because God is not trying to hide your deliverance from people. That's why we testify. We don't jump up and just tell the end. You start at the beginning and say, this is where I started. So people can see you came through instead of it being a magic thing. How many of you talk, heard people talking? It was like magically they got out of it. What did you do? I prayed and God just delivered me. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. If it's worth saying, you had to have come through something. Something had to have changed. And Pastor Brian reminded us that it is helping our character. Every challenge we go through is building our character. So we need to know about your character-building stages, not just my victory. I'm happy about your victory, but how did you get? Where did you? Did you start in your victory, or did you? What was your, pro- what was your progress? I need to know your progression amen. so I can be encouraged. Amen. Help me gain another perspective. Amen. Glory to God. Ooh, God is, yes, amen. Exodus, Exodus chapter three. Exodus chapter three. I love this one. As a matter of fact, I even wrote out to the side and laugh out loud. Exodus chapter 3, starting at verse 10. And God is giving instructions to Moses, and you're going to see the, well, I, I saw the comedy in it. Uh, God is giving instructions to Moses about how he wants him to deliver the people. So we'll start uh, in verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you again, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. Listen at, Listen at the sign. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. This is proof that I sent you. Once you get to the destination and the people are serving on the mountain, that'll prove I told you what I said. Yeah. I said, God, that is funny. Because <laughs> you're not going to give him any proof that he was sent till he complete the assignment. <laughs> How many of you don't like that? <laughs> God gives you an assignment and then you won't proof that he sent you and I told you to do it. And he said, do what I said. And when you get to the destination, that'll prove I said it. I said, God, that is too funny. Cause how many of us don't like that? But how many of us know that a lot of times that's the way it is. And that's when we start doing that Gideon thing. God, if you really sent me, I mean, because it looked like it ain't work. I mean, it looked like it ain't working. I mean, you know, like you told me to go and, and, and you know, 22,000 people that left already. I mean, like, I only got 10,000 now, God. I mean, what's up with this? I mean, I started out, I told everybody what it was. They was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I wanna be a part of that. And then they all started moving away. God, you sure you told me that? And that is why you have to get confirmation from the Holy Spirit, that this is the thing God said, because that's going to bring you back to your place of peace. I know you said this. Maybe I need to get another perspective on what you said. Mm. I got to get your perspective on what you said. Hallelujah. Because there are going to be some resisting. You're going to have to resist the devil. Yes, we're going to submit unto God, but look at somebody and say, You're going to have to resist. And it can't be a resistance in your own self. It's got to be through the strength and the power of God. So that's when you look at what you have, not what you don't have. God, what have you equipped me with? What have you equipped me with? You equipped me with your word, but not even but. You equipped me with your word, but what is that word saying concerning me? I mean, because we can't throw Jesus at nobody. Y'all understand what I'm saying? We can't pick him up. <laughs> and we know Jesus ain't coming back, right? I mean, when he come back, it ain't going to be to help you. Uh, look at somebody and say, What do you have in you? What do we have, in you? What do we have at our disposal yes. to do what God is telling us to do? And I don't mean just big grave things. I mean life, period. Amen. Paul said in the book of uh, Romans chapter 12, he says, your day walking around life. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal. That's the only reason he's here is because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Do you think he's just trying to, to um, hit you with the big things? A lot of times he's just gnawing away at you at the little things. Just aggravating you with just the little things. And we can't ignore the little things. And we have to resist because he said that's the way it's supposed to be. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 in verse 5. This is what he says to Joshua. He said, Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. As I was with Moses, so, will, so I will be with you as I was with Moses. As, so we look at people's testimony and we see them being victorious. Well, as God was with them. So will he be with us. As he's, if you see anybody walking in victory, it's assurance that you have victory. But more than that, if you look at Jesus, if you look at Jesus, one man, one day, doing one thing freed multitudes. One day, one man, one act, freed a multitude. One man, one day, one act, empowered a multitude. Glory to God. One day, don't take God long, does it? One day, one man, one act empowered a multitude. Satan doesn't like that. Hallelujah. But he is our victory. And he calls us trophies of his Victory. See, God's God's perspective is what ours should be. I've already won. And if we have that attitude, if we keep that attitude, if we persist on having that attitude, if we don't let go of that attitude and that perspective, then we can resist then we can boldly stand up and declare what Jesus Christ has done, what he has supplied, and what you're walking in, and what you believe. I just love it. One day, one man, one act, freed a multitude, delivered a multitude, empowered a multitude. (gasps) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, we just give you thanks and we give you praise, Father. You are such a wonderful, 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 wonderful Father. We thank you, Lord God, for your love and your compassion for us. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are for us and you are not against us. I thank you, Lord God, that you gave your best through Jesus Christ, which was all that was necessary for us to... uh, Walk out this life, as Jesus described, feel to the full until we overflow. I thank you, Lord God, that all those promises are yes. And we say amen to it. So I thank you, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. (laughs) As you are with us today, through your spirit, as you are with us, Lord God, through your word, I thank you, Lord God, that we sense the empowering of your word and what your son Jesus did. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we have a right to resist those things that he did not pay for. We have a right, hallelujah, to uh, expect everything he paid for to take place in our lives. Father, we have a right to have hope, a confident expectation of good wherever we are. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you delighted us. Thank you so much, Lord God, for your intense love that you have towards us. Thank you, Lord God, that you've already planned out our victory. Help us, Holy Spirit, not to be discouraged, but help us, Lord God, to really press in on what Jesus Christ has already done. Help us, Holy Spirit, not to be fearful when things challenge what your word has said. But I thank you that you would be a constant reminder of all that Jesus Christ has done for us. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that uh, we are bold in our speech and in our talk. Not in ourselves, Father, but in you. Hallelujah. because we know that you're backing up every word that we say. I thank you, Lord God, that your word never returns void, but it always accomplishes everything you sent it forth to accomplish. So I thank you, Lord God, that we gain different perspectives when things seem not to be going the way we think they ought to. Show us another way, Holy Spirit. Show us another view. Show us the vantage point that we have. And I thank you, Lord God, that as we read and as we study and as we pray, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you'll continuously remind us of the awesome love of the Father, that he was willing to give all so that we could have all. And we just give you all the praise and the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I believe the Holy Spirit did it. He hit it right on the spot. I believe everybody is encouraged to resist the devil. Man, you ready to fight? I am. (laughs) You ready? I'm ready. I hope that this message has been a blessing to you. If it has, hit that like button. Subscribe. You want to get more of what God is doing at Revealing Truth Ministries. Join us anytime you get a chance. Thank you.